Hey there, race fans. Another edition. In fact, edition number two of This Week in Karting here on the EKN Radio Network. I'm Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. Thursday, November 8th, uh, we are less than a week away from the Supercarts USA Super Nationals in Las Vegas. Uh, easily our most busy couple of weeks of the year, not just uh, when we're trackside, you know, there from 8 to 8 every day. But the lead-in to this event is is one that uh, keeps us unbelievably busy. Big thank you to the uh, broadcast partners who will be part of the EKN uh, Alive program throughout the week in Las Vegas. Of course, a lot of prep for them, getting their commercials ready to go as we are ready to kind of roll out uh, four and a half days of serious coverage uh, on the EKN radio network. Of course, EKN Live uh, all the way through to Super Sunday when uh, the Facebook page for Supercart USA takes over our live stream, but live images. David Cole, um, again, thank you so much for carving out what will be about an hour here for us to chat about what's happened uh, over the last 10 days in uh, American karting, North American karting. But man, it's uh, it's pretty busy right now, isn't it? You're, yeah, you're lucky I was able to fit this in between <laughs> showering and lunch. <laughs> that's that's what it is, isn't it? It's it's and you're of course a family man. You got the kids too. It was your son's birthday this past week, so you got to take some time there. And this is just one of these, you know, David. This like probably three week stretch, maybe almost a full month, because we spend a couple of hardcore days after the Supernats as well. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, getting things done with the debrief, race reports, kind of wrapping things up. Probably three weeks to almost a full month where we're uh, at least twelve hour days and hammer down. It is, and it's not quite what you know. Supercarts USA does, where they spend a full twelve months uh, preparing for this event, which is you know the granddaddy of them all for karting, really. You know, the funny thing is, you and I, uh, before we jump into this week in karting and the stuff that's been happening, it's it's been kind of cool. You 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 and I have been going back on Skype. Obviously, we're in different offices, um, and we're looking at you know entry thing. Talk about the entries. You and I are doing our uh, our predictions for the different categories. You've produced all, of course, all the previews, and we're always going back and forth with a, a new driver that has entered. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, oh this is so awesome! It's it's the the, the category stacking up for this year's race. It's going to be very tight. Well, there's a lot of names that are just catching your eye yeah. uh, as you go through it, as we prepare to, you know, as I prepare to write it, and I'm sure as you prepare to make your terrible predictions that will not come true. Um, wow. All right. It's, yeah. So it's just whether it's just new names that are coming to the event or names that have been at the event and just haven't been there in a while or just just, you know, random names that were like, wow, this, you know, especially like, you know, the K100. Uh, you know that that we're going to publish uh, on Friday. Uh, it, it's just it's amazing. Well, the, the thing that's cool, you know, we, David, you talk and we'll just jump real quickly. What we need to do our own show when it comes to see the, the preview for the Supernats, but the K100 category, not kind of like what you see in X30 uh, X30 Senior, where there's a lot of kids that are younger, right, Four, 15 years old to say 18. I haven't had a chance to see the full grid yet. You know, obviously, I think I think you just sent sent it over to me the preview to look at. So I'll jump on that today. But you were saying to me on Skype that like half the field can probably buy its own beer at the bar. This is uh, an older field, a more experienced field in KA one hundred, and I think that's part of the the cool factor of the weekend. That's the panage of that category where it's not yeah. going to beat you up, and you don't have some 
14 year old punk. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a few, but you know, guys that are trying to be F1 drivers within two years in KA 100. So that's, that's a great opportunity for that category because it's again, bringing names that haven't been at the super nationals in a few years, if not a full decade, like a couple of them. Yeah, you're right. The KA 100 program that the new IAMI package, the air cooled 100 CC engine really has excited a lot of people. And we're going to talk a lot about that, of course, when we get to Las Vegas, but after that as well. So let's jump into episode number two of this week in karting. I will try to calm myself down. Two cups of coffee in. I went heavy on the coffee when I was making it up. So I'm pretty jacked up right now, which is good. This new podcast that we debuted a couple of weeks ago, designed essentially as a wrap-up of all the news that's happening in North American karting. It's the stuff that you see on the homepage uh, of ecartingnews.com. It's the news that came across our our desks that you, were, David, were able to get up on the website. Just going to bring, bring people up to speed on what's going on. Perfect for the morning commute or heading home from work. Uh, I did it yesterday with my my podcast with, with Matt Jaskell, the debut of my Book It podcast. Just plugged in my phone, put it on EKN radio, and I drove to a, an afternoon meeting and listened in the car. Just an awesome way to be able to grab carding content and get yourself up to speed. So, David, a lot going on here. I got four pages of notes for us to go through here. Um, first and foremost, now this wasn't recent. This was actually just a little while ago. But Supercarts USA releasing their 2019 Pro Tour schedule, and not just the dates, but also the uh, locations as well. Excuse us, Tom Cutcher pulling off the cover uh, for the 2019 Pro Tour at their California Pro Kart Challenge Banquet. Tom oftentimes likes to throw stuff up on the screen during the banquet and kind of surprise everybody with what's happening. But he unveiled three stops and uh, a couple of different venues, really a, a little bit of a d- different approach uh, as we're into what? I guess it's the ninth year of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. It is. It's uh, it's going back to one and bringing in a new facility that's not new to the sport, and especially for California. But uh, kind of as you pointed out uh, with the Winter Nationals, uh, starting at Cal Speed Karting Center, which is uh, bringing everybody to the West Coast for the first event of the season. So that's something uh, that began with this original Spring Nationals when it uh, started in California at uh, uh, Sonoma. Yeah, you know, when you and I were discussing it, you brought up some interesting facts. It's the first time in the history of the Scusa Pro Tour that a race has actually been held on a permanent karting circuit in Southern California. Considering the fact that Scusa, based in Temecula, is a Southern California operation, the, their Pro Kart Challenge pretty much Southern California, it's really the first time that, that a Pro Tour race has been held at a permanent karting circuit. Now, think about that, folks, in Southern California. Yeah. You know, they've ran at, at Sonoma, of course, launched the series there in 2010 with the Spring Nationals. Uh, they had the, the event as well uh, in 2017. Yeah, they ran the street course at Modesto in 2014. Uh, that was the Summer Nationals, I believe. Was that Summer Nationals? I think it was Summer Nationals. Um, but yeah, why, isn't it, it's, it's kind of odd, David, right, that we haven't been there at a pro tour race in Southern California, essentially the heart and soul of the Supercarts USA program. It is, but it's not. Um, you know, when you look at the Pro Tour schedule uh, and the numbers that you get, it's it's all about paddock space. And that has a lot, yeah, of, lot to do with the facilities that we sell, that they select for uh, for the Pro Tour. Um, Cal Speed obviously is, isn't really a destination, although it is an LA area, easy to get to. 
Um, but it's not a destination f- uh, facility. And it, it also has some limitations on what you can do, uh, knowing as we've been there with a few programs before in the past, including Challenging America's CKI back in the day. Uh, so yeah. there, it has some hurdles. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, Tom's decided to to put up with these hurdles and, and bring everybody into SoCal. Well, it's again, it's going to it's, I think, paying back some of the core teams that that uh, travel uh, over the last number of years. It's really the first time since 2016 then when two of the pro tour races were actually held west of the Mississippi last year, of course, NOLA, uh, Phoenix and Newcastle, New, Newcastle and Phoenix on the East Coast. 2017, same, NOLA and Newcastle. It was Sonoma that had that, uh, the West Coast program. And of course, in 15 was when, uh, Las Vegas, 16 rather, was when Las Vegas, uh, was still part of it. The, uh, the Supernats were still part of the Pro Tour. They, of course, moved, uh, to a separate three race program in 2017. Now, let's give you the, the lineup because we didn't really do that off the top. Winter Nationals, March 1st, 2nd, 3rd at Cal Speed Karting Center in Fontana, as David had mentioned. Spring Nationals moving to Utah Motorsports Campus in Tuele, Utah, the former Miller Motorsports Park, May 3rd, 4th, 5th. News coming out as well that that uh, track has actually just been purchased, purchased finalized. So looking forward to getting back up to Miller. David, we've been there for a bunch of really good races as well, that track race as well. Uh, Summer Nationals back again to to Newcastle Motorsports Park. It's almost kind of hard to believe that that finale, David, the Summer Nationals would ever leave Newcastle because man, it's um, you know unless Scusa moves and adds the fourth race that could happen down the line in the Pro Tour and potentially grabs the Fall Nationals to cap things off, Newcastle really has just become uh, you know part of the part of the the program with Supercarts USA. Rob, please don't don't add another race. Please don't add another race. I think <laughs> I think we're good enough. with three. Uh, and as you said, this will be the fifth year Newcastle is hosting a Pro Tour race uh, in the in the upcoming 10th year of the pro tour. So we've been, we'll be now going to Newcastle half the years that the pro tour is in existence. Uh, and it's just been, you know, again, it's a good home for not only the East coast and Midwest, but Scusa in general, they really uh, uh, appreciate what the Dismores and Mike Adams are able to do with the pro tour. Every time it comes there uh, for the summer nationals. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So again, that's, we're working our way through this week in karting. Great to have people joining us here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. David, let's move into the, some of the new the uh, the new news that dropped. And this was a a really cool one, and I think that a lot of people uh, are already seen some online discussion about it. But Margay and the Circuit of the Americas in Austin joining forces to launch a new Margay Ignite program in Austin. Of course, uh, Coda building a brand new karting facility, essentially adjacent to the front straightaway of the the Formula One track, which will, of course, host the IndyCar series next year as well. Um, Interesting, David, first and foremost, the track really not designed to play well with, let's say, top level shifter karts or even, uh, you know, X30 senior or or something like that. It's a bit tighter in nature. The track designed primarily for the rental cart program to you know bring people out there, but I think it plays really well. Margay, of course, has uh, proven the program and the concept of being able to bring carters from the rental programs into competition karting through their ignite program with that level spec playing field. I think this will be real. I personally think this will be really big for for karting in Texas. 
I think you kind of hit it with, when you talked about the racetrack. It's very similar to what Margay is working with at the Gateway uh, Karting Complex uh, right there in St. Louis. It's the the track they have there. It's not for it's not for the high speed uh, machines that we have at the at the yeah. national level. It's built for grassroots racing. It's a rental kart track. It's really what these these two facilities are, and I think it's a great uh, blend to bring Margay down into Texas, get that kind of grassroots feel, like you said, get guys out of the rental carts into competition carts, and and again, one of their biggest draws that that Margay has been pushing with the Ignite program is simplicity. You know, you have one cart, yeah. one engine for every age level. And now they add in the uh, IMEK 100 for those who want to go a little bit quicker than what the Briggs 206 has to offer. But still, it's the same cart, same engine for everybody in, in each of the categories. So um, that's that's kind of the draw. It's it's simplicity. And, and Margay's really attached themselves to that. And, and they're bringing people into the sport. You, it, it's what we need. Yeah, it's exactly what we need. And that's – it's about getting these people that have – fall in love with rental karting. They, they like the sport. They like the concept. They like the speed. They enjoy the venue. Um, to, but to be able to draw them actually out into karting and put them in a competition cart, that opens the door for them to go elsewhere. And that's the kind of the comment that I made on a couple of the Facebook threads that were rolling was people were saying, hey, you know, we've got club karting already down here in Texas. Why wouldn't they op- Why wouldn't they start a club and open it up to all of us with different carts to come out and play? Well, my concept was here. That's going to be unbelievably difficult to get people to come out of the rental carts into that kind of a club atmosphere, because then you're dealing with different, you're either buying used equipment or you're dealing with different shops. And there's not a lot of, I don't think there's any shops actually in Austin, which makes it difficult. Uh, Number two, David, when we come, you mentioned simplicity, which I think is perfect because one of the key things is, I think we've all, we've either gone through it, or we've heard from other people that have lamented the fact that once you get into the sport as a rookie, you're trying to learn, you're getting yourself faster. Well, immediately you start thinking, well, maybe I've got the wrong axle or well, maybe I need to get my engine prepped. I've got to stop. You know, I pulled my 206 out of the box, which you can do and be competitive. But then you start thinking, oh, I've got to send it to a builder or, oh, the clutch I have is the wrong clutch. I need to have a more expensive clutch. You start worrying about other things that, that you completely lose. When you go to a spec program, I know a lot of people lament spec. They want to have that ability to have innovation or whatever it may be. But David, this spec program allows someone to come in and say, you know what? I'm going racing. I've got the same equipment as everybody else. The Margie Ignite program, bottom line, has removed the barrier of entry. And one of those is cost, right? The right around 4000 bucks, brand new go-kart. And then everybody's on the same equipment, David. That's just, you've raced it yourself at Rock Island many times. It's such a tremendous program. Well, NASCAR spec essentially IndyCar mm-hmm. spec essentially you know yeah you you can make adjustments to these margay carts to be different than what you know somebody else might be doing that's the great thing about it there's still ways to find uh a quicker way around the racetrack than than just having to go out and buy the greatest latest newest brand new thing yeah as uh, as alan rudolph and i talked about in our podcast the next thing it's worth two tenths Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you bolt on is always this axle's worth two tenths of a second. And it's okay. So 10 race series planned at Coda with the Margie Ignite program for 2019. As you had mentioned, David, classes around the Briggs 206. 
and IAMI K8 100 power uh, power plants. They'll run kid cart, cadet, junior, senior, and masters. I think, the, and the other key thing I posted when somebody said, "Hey, you know, this isn't supporting the clubs. Why can't we come and run Coda?" Hey, you never know. Coda may say, "Hey, listen, we're going to have an open event. We're going to run our Margate night classes, but we're also going to run a 206 senior. Bring out whatever you got. Bring your CRG, your Tony cart, your Burrell, whatever you got. Let's go racing." Who's but hold who, on? Okay, go ahead. I was going to say what this really does, David. Does it not? Knowing what Margay's done at, at Gateway, at uh, at Audubon, um, you know wherever else they're putting programs together, what this could do, honestly, is provide so many more racers from the rental car program that will then go to those clubs and other series. This is going to feed more people into the sport as opposed to just providing a venue for existing carters to drive. Well, not everybody that goes to Austin lives in Austin. Uh, that goes to the Challenge uh, Circuit of the Americas facility they're not always from austin so they could be from uh san antonio they could be from houston they could be from from amarillo uh, lots of different places that uh, already have tracks and clubs established that could not know about it in their own hometown but find it at circuit of the americas and then go to their local their back home and find a track to race at it doesn't necessarily mean uh you know everybody that that takes part in karting at Austin is, is from Austin. I mean, they could be from Colorado. I mean, you look at all the, uh, the people that go to the formula one races or, or coming up in 2019, the IndyCar race, that'll be there next year. So, um, just having, you know, karting in the eye of people who attend these major motorsports events, especially formula one, it's, it's good for the sport. And again, uh, you know, as you said, you know, not, it's 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 easier for with the with the whole Margay system that they have in place to to bring in new people because of the simplicity and it's just I don't know it's it's it just seems like a win win and we really should see it more at, at more facilities like this. Well, obviously, this is another one that Margay's put together. I would have no surprise to hear that. That, that, that there's other tracks that they're trying to do this with because this is a great program. It's obviously working. And, hey, you know what? Like you said, there's going to be a lot of fans down at Coda for the IndyCar race next year. Maybe we should see if they'll put on a, one of their uh, Ignite Series races on that weekend. That'd be pretty cool because I know that a lot of guys there are going to want to go run the rental carts while they're there. It'd be part of the experience of being at Coda, being at the IndyCar race, uh, or being at the MotoGP race that's there next year as well. But, man, it'd be cool to have the Ignite Series running one of the days so people could see it. That'd be, I think that'd be pretty cool. All right, David, let's move into a next piece of information here on This Week in Karting, one of our new podcasts here on the EKN Radio Network. Uh, WKA announcing the Daytona Kart Week entry now open. Of course, for those of you unfamiliar with Daytona Kart Week, uh, long time uh, kind of uh, crown jewel of the WKA program running at the Daytona uh, International Speedway. The road racing drivers on the big track. Uh, WK Manufacturers Cup kicking off their season on the, uh, the, the essentially what is a temporary track on the uh, inside of uh, NASCAR turns three and four. Then they've got, of course, the Maxxis Tires Dirt Championship as well. Used to be run at Municipal Stadium. I had a chance to race there. Now run on the dirt track just outside of, I think, turn number one. David, uh, give us the update. Lots going on with WKA. And uh, again, they just capped off their, their season. You were there at GoPro. What? Two months away, less than two months, I guess two months away from that race. Boom, back into it at Daytona. Yeah, I think I saw it was 50 days until moving day for Daytona. So it's, <laughs> not, it's not a lot of turnaround. Right. Um, 
but uh, there is a little bit of turnaround in the in the class structure for the uh, Manufacturers Cup Series uh, for 2019. They're going to welcome the KA100 Junior category, which uh, you know we've been talking about a lot, and also Briggs 206 Cadets. So uh, there you see, I mean, that's kind of the you know where grassroots racing is is going is Briggs in this in the KA100 category. So uh, out goes the Yamaha, and in goes those two categories. Uh, you know, with, with pre, uh, the last two years, I want to say, uh, the Margay Ignite program has been part of the Daytona cart week, which, uh, uh, is back again, uh, their dash at Daytona event, uh, that they do. Uh, Margay is obviously the title sponsor for, uh, the manufacturers cup series event there. Um, and, and, and they're always a great presence to have. Uh, because they're not only at the the sprint side, but they're on the road race side as well too. So sure. um, it's a it's a big, a big uh, event uh, for the Manufacturers Cup Series being at Daytona. I was actually texting back and forth with uh, Margay boss Keith Freiber. I'm actually setting up a podcast that we're going to be doing tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow evening, Friday evening, that we'll have next week. Uh, during Super Nats Week, it'll be Super Nats Week on the EKN Live program. It'll be Operation Grassroots Week um, on EKN Radio throughout uh, the next week. But Keith told me that uh, they're already over last year's uh, entry of 32 drivers, and we're still seven weeks out, David. So you could see 40 to 45 to 50 drivers in the Margay Ignite class uh, at Daytona Cart Week. So that's always a great addition to that program. Now, David, you're also very well-versed, uh, a long-time competitor yourself in the road race program. Uh, Vega Tires Road Race Series uh, securing their dates, WK, uh, letting that out as well. Yeah, they're letting, they don't only, not all their dates. Uh, okay. Not all their dates uh, are secure. Uh, just a few, uh, Roebling, Topeka. I don't know. I don't think Topeka was part of it. Actually, you know what? I'm not, I don't even know the information yet. <laughs> I'm the WK <laughs> trustee. I should, well, this I should look at this up. But, uh, what the, one of the biggest news that they, that they kind of let out of the bag and haven't, cause they haven't really released a full, calendar yet because they're still working on contracts and finalizing that uh was the return to gateway motorsports park which we just talked about uh, with the gateway carplex but this okay. one is in conjunction with championship enduro series uh the cart program that's based out of the uh you know the kansas and nebraska and and the great the you know the the flyover states you know those guys uh <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of a a a, a a trifecta of road racing uh, at Gateway, which used to host a uh, WK National a long time ago, back in the, uh, I want to say, late 90s, early 2000s. Have you ever driven there yourself, Dave? Did you ever get a chance to drive it? I've driven it. You know, it's a Roval, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they use a lot of the uh, the oval from uh, the front straightaway, and then you dive into the road course part, which really isn't too technical, but it's very fast. Uh, and then you jump back out onto the back stretch and make your way around turns uh, three and four down the front stretch. That's so cool. That's awesome. It's a, it's a, if you like to go fast and you like walls around you, it's a great <laughs> place to go. Uh, let's move into the Maxis uh, Tires Dirt Championship, David. Um, one of the cool things, it's just been a big event. Now, it was massive in the, in the day. 2,000 entries at one point, right? And of course, as we, you know, most people know that have been around there a long time. Things kind of tumbled out of control. Tire prep was a big issue for a number of years. They, The WK has been digging hard to get things rolling again. They've been doing a good job offering some money. They've had some, I think, some some, some live coverage uh, of the Maxxis Tires Dirt Championship again. 
uh, using that track that was built initially for, I believe, the AMA flat track outside of turn number one. It's perfect for, for the dirt guys. Uh, being told, which I think is very cool, uh, the Unlimited All-Stars coming back for 2018. It's kind of like, if you think supercarts of road racing, this is supercarts of dirt. These guys, tons of horsepower, trying to get it down onto the, you know, onto the, uh, the, the, uh, the dirt. It's wedge bodies. I, I'm a big fan of the Unlimited All-Stars. I think they're just badass machines. They are. They go fast. Uh, lots of uh, interesting combinations of aerodynamics, yeah. engines, uh, drive drive line assembly. Lots of different innovation uh, when you look at the Unlimited All-Stars, which is the complete opposite of what we see at the sprint karting uh, now today. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, I think WK has found a home with Maxxis. Uh, Maxxis and WK seem to be working really well together. Maxis obviously has a good stranglehold of the dirt world uh, throughout the eastern part of the, the United States. So it'll be good. Uh, it'll be should be a good event. Uh, they have a lot. They've been working together a lot uh, over the past few months of working on a program for the future. So uh, I think uh, not only th- will this event be good, but uh, the future seems bright for WK and dirt racing. That's awesome. We'll, uh, of course, have more on the, the homepage of ecardinews.com. Those of us, uh, who follow us on your, all our, our social media channels, great opportunity to get the news as it comes out. But if this is what you like, this week in Carding the Podcast, you just knock it on uh, your, your EKN radio network app. You're going to get all the information. So in a future episode of uh, This Week in Carding, we'll give you more updates on the Maxxis Tires Dirt Championship. Not really our primary focus here at eCardi News, more sprint and road race, but of course we want to keep people up to date on everything that's going on with the World Karting Association. Just getting rolling here, folks, with this edition of This Weekend Karting. lot to talk about as it's been two weeks since we had our initial um, episode, our inaugural run here on This Weekend Karting. But David Cole and I will be back. Lots more to come here on the EKN Radio Network. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Scusa's national number one plate, one of the most sought-after trophies in the sport. 3G Kart Racing is the proud owner of a number one plate for 2018 thanks to the performance of our championship winning driver, Jordan Muscle. In 2017, Jordan topped the S4 field to win the title aboard his 3G Kart Racing Fissure-powered Borellar. Like Jordan, we're dedicated to winning, and we can help you succeed as well. We're located in Katy, Texas, and we proudly support our local club, the Gulf Coast Carters. We also hit the road to compete regionally in the Texas Pro Kart Challenge and nationally on the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. We support top quality race winning material, Burrell Art, Intrepid, Miami, Fisher, and True Tech racing engines. From new kart purchase and professional assembly to a full trackside support program, 3G's customer service is second to none. Our extensive inventory, backed by knowledgeable people, will keep you up front on the track. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network in episode number two of This Weekend Karting. Rob Howden here alongside David Cole. 
We are buried in Super Nationals preparations right now, but David and I carving out about an hour and a bit uh, to uh, make sure that we get a, another This weekend carding out, bring everybody up to speed on what's been happening over the last uh, seven to ten days. David, we had planned 60 minutes for this. Uh, it, may be a little, <laughs> it may be a little longer. There's lots to get through here. Um, moving into Supercarts USA, uh, USA again. Of course, we're right here for the event uh, next week. But uh, last week, I, I guess it was on Halloween, right? They unveiled the track layout for the 22nd running of the Super Nationals. Yeah, 12 turns, uh, just over about 7 tenths of a mile, maybe less than 8 tenths of a mile. Uh, you know, again, designed by uh, Howie Idelson, Bonner Moulton, Wesley Boswell, obviously three uh, prominent figures in the sport of karting. Uh, Bonner set to make his 22nd start at the Super Nationals, the only driver to do so. Uh, the, yeah, the, you know, going back to the Rio for the third time. So it was kind of a combination of, you know, tracks that they track layouts they use the last three years at the Las Vegas Convention Center. And then plus the old tracks of the Rio. And then, you know, kind of mixing it up to bring in something new uh, as we go back to, uh, you know, the Rio. Can you imagine the, the deep breath they must have had to take? Because, of course, you know, those three guys came out and, and were, you know, Tom Kutcher said, I'm going to get these guys to come and, and design a track for me. I'm not going to take all the flack on track design. For, I got these guys here. You know, if, if, if it's good, thank them. If it's bad, blame them. They go from day with that massive you know, footprint last year at the Las Vegas Convention Center, brand new racetrack, brand new uh, pavement, back to the Rio. I can just imagine the mindset of, hey, how how are we going to do this? Because su- it, it's such a smaller footprint, although we've had so many great races there. You know, the, they know what to do, but man, definitely a challenge for all three of those guys with such a different uh, footprint in terms of being able to lay a track out. Yeah, footprint was obviously the biggest yeah. hurdle that they had to uh, overcome. But I think, you know, looking at the layout, they'd done a fine job because, you know, they they were able to learn what they could do with un- almost unlimited amount of space that, that we had last year. Uh, you know, they learned from the mistakes the first year that they did it uh, in 2015 when we went there uh, with the smaller size and, and some of the, you know, bonehead uh, – layouts that they had where with with a 180 in turn one which was completely stupid (laughs) but they and they admit it yeah you know it it was it was it made for not only chaotic racing but for chaotic starts that uh well hey the 180 at the start has been something that scoos has had for a long time lost you know the last time we were at the rio but you're right it was guys you know bonner they 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 said hey this we're not doing this again we're gonna try something different yeah, but the the 180 at the Rio from 2008 to uh, 14 was completely different from the 180 they had at the convention True. center. Yes, I mean it was it was a fast, gradual 180 because it wasn't a hard 180 like they did there in 2015. Wide open. It was wide open too. Yeah, right? and so you could ride, you could hug the out, you could hug the cushion. Yeah, you could hug the cushion to avoid the idiots and be able to get away. Agreed. Uh, where you couldn't do that in 2015. So they learned from that. The last two years, they've had that big sweeping corner coming to the start finish line. That is essentially the first turn for all the starts. So that's that's a plus, and that's a big major uh, thing they carried over into this layout. So. Well, I remember the key last year too was when they eventually moved the barriers back on the exit of turn number one. They're heading into the the, the left hand hairpin. They essentially let the the race line 
dictate where drivers were going. Nobody was in the barriers after that, right? Because you did you didn't want to go that far out because you're going to set yourself up for getting past the hairpin. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see how that goes because we don't exactly have the same amount of space. That's true. Uh, no, you're right. So there. I, you know, I, it, it, I'm going to guess it's going to be really tight this year uh, oh. in that section. But again, guys are going to have to uh, understand the limits. True enough. We had mentioned Maxis when we were talking about uh, the Dirt World Championships with uh, with the WK. Well, Maxis also. Uh, getting in even more aggressively into the four cycle program in the sprint series. Uh, David, we got some news here at EKN that the Maxis four cycle sprint series grand nationals entries rolling in uh, the event, the same weekend as the Supernats, November 16th and 17th. Uh, they're running at the historic 103rd street sports complex in Jacksonville, Florida, a full slate of Briggs and Stratton 206 and pro gas category set to go. Another, just another good, Sprint program, of course, Max is supporting this one. Buddy Long, kind of the quarterback of that program. He's been around a long time. He knows this sport very well. Um, they're doing a great job putting a, another strong program together for 206. They are. They're doing a great job at it. Um, it's, you know, grassroots racing at its best. Um, they're actually sh- providing some shootout money races, uh, as they typically do th- did throughout the season uh, on Friday for senior, masters, and cadet. Um, and then the full day of racing is going to follow on Saturday. So, you know, a lot of those people who are still in the Northern States, uh, that may have put away their cart. Hey, you got time to go down to Florida and race. So, uh, uh, they have, I think entries from near over 10 States that I can think of. Um, so a lot of, a lot of people from the Eastern half of the United States are going to go and, uh, take part of it. Uh, I do have a question for you. See if, see if your, uh, mind is working this morning. Holy mackerel, David! What Come on, year? All right. I'm ready. What What year was the World Karting Championships held at the 103rd Street Sports Complex? Oh man, okay. Um, I know a lot of guys boycotted it, right? Correct. I'm going to say uh, I'm I'm going to be wrong. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 1987. Close, 86, 86. Oh, I was close. Yeah, all right. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's uh, hey, that's a story for that, that's a story for a book it podcast. One of my, we need to find somebody who's part of that action and talk about well, that. Haddock, How many Haddock's had, been to I'm, all I'm, of them? So he'll, yeah, he, I was, was going to say I'm, I'm, I'm going to get Haddock on one of my. You know, and, and a good good one to talk to would be uh, Randy Kugler. You know, because with WK yep. being the uh, you know the act you know with part of Acus and the the ASN yep. for carding. They hosted the event. So he was, he was back, you know, in the eighties, he was a guy, he was a major part of that event. Uh, I'm sure uh, he had a few late nights there. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, scratched the notes down on that one. We'll definitely talk about uh, that event at, at Jacksonville, but again, Max's four cycle sprint series, having their grand nationals, the same weekend as the super Nats, what we'll do uh, and make sure you look at e-carding news. The weeks that follow, we'll get a race report in from buddy so that we can uh, uh, bring everybody up to speed. You know, David, one of the things about this sport that's, uh, it's, we're getting there, right? So we're past 50 years. I think we're, we're even past 60 years now for karting. And we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of people that have been part of this sport, uh, its history, uh, just some great names. And, uh, you know, we're going to start seeing this more and more. And that's losing some of the legends of our sport. You know, they're getting to start working their way up in age, getting into the 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, most recently hearing about the passing of legend Gary Hartman. Um, he would have been a guy to get on a, on a podcast for sure. 
Uh, Gary's just so many stories surrounding Gary. I know, uh, obviously a fantastic driver, but ended up being pretty, a pretty legendary engine builder as well. Uh, exhaust technology, but just uh, one of those guys that kind of his character is what built the fabric of our sport. Yeah. I think you said it right. Uh, was he was a character. Um, we don't get a lot of that too many, a lot of that, uh, today in, in racing, uh, especially in the pro level. I think, he, you know, Kimmy is probably the most charismatic racer that we have, even though he's very... Uh, or lack sub- thereof. <laughs> or lack thereof. But that's what makes him kind of a, a character is, yeah. is the way he is, where I think, you know, Gary was kind of just the guy that was, was I don't know if he was overboard, but just there to, to enthusiastic. He was very enthusiastic, but as you said, very knowledgeable uh, about what was going on. And you know, obviously raced Haddock and all the legends like Scott Pruitt and, and, and all those guys and not only sprint racing, but road racing as well. So, um, you know, a lot of people in the sport uh, that were in the sport in the 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, Gary Hartman was was one of the guys, was one of the, uh, uh, you know, the people you look up to and, and, and t- took notice. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and talking to a lot of people, obviously, uh, Gary was living in Las Vegas, did a lot of work with uh, guys like Matt Chaskill and, and Pat Long and and just built built a ton of racing engines and really touched a lot of people's lives. And he was just a, a tremendous racer. And, and of course, everyone here uh, at EKN uh, sends their condolences to, to Gary's family and and we remember him today. When it comes to karting in NorCal, Cambrian Go-Karts is the go-to location for carts, engines, parts, accessories, and incredible service. We're located in Campbell, California, and we're dedicated to supporting NorCal karting. We're trackside for all the KPX Karting Championship and Superkart USA California Pro Kart Challenge events, and we stock everything you need for your IAMI and Briggs engines, including X30, KA100, Swift, and the awesome 206. We're also an authorized Avinco tire dealer. Burrell Art and Ricardo Chassis are winning races from coast to coast. Cambrian Go-Karts is your Northern California source for these quality Italian-made carts, having been a proud dealer of the Burrell product line since we opened our doors in 2004. We're also a dealer for Sony Kart, the brand that has become the leader in gearbox racing in the U.S. If you're in NorCal, a shop to visit if you're seeking incredible service and a dedication to supporting newcomers and experienced racers alike is Cambrian Go-Karts. Check us out online at cambriangokarts.com. Cometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kemetic Karting Gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kemetic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kemetic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kemetic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kemetic can tailor to engine builder-specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. 
Traumatic gaskets are must-haves for championship-winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Traumatic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Welcome back, folks, to our second edition of This Week in Karting here on the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howard and David Cole giving you the information that made its way to the homepage of ecardingnews.com over the last 10 days. This is a new podcast that we'll be doing uh, from now on to give everyone the opportunity of kind of getting up to speed on all the happenings in the sport. Uh, podcast you can listen to, of course, on the uh, EKN radio network on the website, ecardingnews.com slash radio, or through the downloadable app on iTunes and Google Play. Make sure you search EKN radio network. David, uh, not surprising, more schedules coming out. Rock Cup USA wrapping up their uh, Rock the Rio event uh, in Las Vegas, but they've also announced uh, the dates for their Florida Winter Tour. January 17th and 18th, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. Uh, they'll be back-to-back there at February 14th, uh, 14th to 17th, and capping off with the final weekend at Ocala Grand Prix in late March, March 21 to 24. Let's uh, first and foremost. Let's just well, actually the one thing we'll talk about, other than the dates being locked. Man, this is pretty cool. They're going to head to uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, a temporary circuit, two different layouts over the first two weekends of the Florida Winter Tour. Yeah, being a, a, a Chicago Bears fan, I'm not exactly thrilled about the Miami Dolphins, and my dad's a fan as well too. So you know, with that. That breaking up of our perfect, almost perfect uh, season uh, in 1985. That uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Wow, that's, uh, you're going, you're going, you're holding that kind oh, of yeah, a grudge. I always hold a grudge. Yeah, on, that's, I, on a I think that's why I've never been to Miami is because of my hatred for them. That's awesome. Okay, uh, good. And it's and it's funny because I act, I probably have photos of me wearing Miami Dolphins gear when I was a kid because my dad made me. You know, kind of one of those oh. things. It's sad. Hold on. Note to self: Contact Bob Cole. Obtain pictures. Use on EKN. No, no, Got no, it. not We're EKN. Good. No. Uh, We're but, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, being temporary circuits coming to the Florida Winter Tour. Uh, we I asked yeah. Bill Wright, and he said he thinks the first year was the only year they actually used a temporary circuit. And I think it was at a a college somewhere in like Palm Beach or in that general area. So I remember uh, that. I don't remember that. Uh, were you there? Well, I ran. I, I was at the second ever Florida Winter Tour race. The first one was at, uh, I want to say, Opelika. The second one was at, in, in uh, Hialeah at Miami Hialeah. It was an awesome race. I went down and, and covered that one for, for Shifter Card Illustrated. I drove 24 straight hours. <laughs> so that was a track? That was, it, was, it, was on, it was a track that was built on a parking lot. But it was a permanent okay. track on a parking lot. Okay. Yeah. So... Somewhat of a temporary, sir. No, I'll, I'll, yeah. It, we'll get, we're going to keep digging on that. We're going to find out about that for sure. He told me I got to look it up, but right. um, but yeah, just the fact that they're they're going outside the box a little bit and going temporary circuits, it's it's something uh, interesting and unique, and we'll see uh, how that relates to uh, entry wise when it comes to January because we know a lot of international drivers come uh, and race the Florida Winter Tour, so we'll see how numbers if it picks it up or if it uh, negates it. Well, the interesting thing first, looking at the dates, every date they've given is a four day run. Now that's one of the things, of course, we've seen over the, uh, the, you know, the 20 years of the winter tour and it's been tracks have essentially been open, 
you know, David, people have been testing, you know, for the entire week beforehand. This could potentially cut the budgets a bit by not allowing people to test, test, test. So it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I didn't even think about the testing part of it because again, I, you know, I'm just so used to people living in Florida from January until the end of March. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I I would assume that they're gonna, as they've done in the past, they've done the one final per weekend type deal where I think Thursday will be full day of practice, Friday will be practice qualifying first heat. And then Saturday will be the rest of the heat races with your main events on Sunday. So I'm I'm still assuming it's going to be four days of on track no matter what. But again, like you said, no prior testing before that. So, yeah, yep. that'll make things interesting. And two different layouts on the different weekends. Uh, champions, of course, will be crowned at the finale at Ocala Grand Prix. Invitations to join Team USA at the 2019 Rock Cup International Final at South Garda being awarded to many Junior, Senior, Masters, Senior Shifter, and Rock Shifter Masters. And an entry to the 2019 Rock the Rio for the Micro Champion. David, they also, I think, locked in the Rock the Rio date for 2019, October 29th to November 30th. So Rock Cup USA locking in some numbers. Uh, when I did get a chance to talk to um, uh, to Garrett Potter, he did say that they were they're still looking at what they're going to do rock festival wise, what's going to happen potentially in the middle of the season. But uh, otherwise, uh, essentially season starter and season ender locked and loaded. It is, you uh, know, I, I look at that that rock the Rio date. I would love to go, but it's on Halloween. I just, I'm I, you're you're a dad. I'm a dad. I can't. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Right. I want to go. I want to. I want to experience what Rock the Rio is all about. You know, I. I was. Now I understand what people feel like when they don't go to Supernats. They sit at home <laughs> and they and they cringe because they see all these people having a good time in in Las Vegas, and you're at, just at home cringed. Well, you're not gonna have to do that for Supernats, Dave. You'll be fine. You won't be one of the ones that are missing out on the on the Supernationals. So. All right, more news hitting EKN. Uh, and we're actually going to stay in Florida for this one. And kind of a cool deal. I like this. I, I wish we could go. You and I are both, uh, I think, already at events. But the a new, a new race announced. The 24 Hours of Orlando, uh, set to go March 29, uh, 30, 31 at Orlando Karting Center in Florida. It's going to go under the USAC Karting banner. Of course, USAC making the move with the Battle of the Brickyard. They've got the Elkhart Grand Prix. They're actually essentially going to you know kind of run and, and have it under their banner this 24-hour race and essentially what this is andre martins who is the owner of the the orlando karting um center in florida is a huge huge fan and has run in and loves the grania viana 500 down in brazil and i think in talking to tj Halsma, this is all about we need to have a cool 24-hour race up here there's gonna be two divisions pro and masters all Briggs and Stratton 206. Dude, this looks like a pretty cool program. Tony Kart rentals are going to be available. You're allowed to bring your own cart if you want. It has to have CIK-style bodywork. But essentially, the entry, uh, teams made up between two and five drivers, but the entry includes fuel, tires, and a brand new Briggs and Stratton 206 that the team gets to keep. So everybody's it's going to be a pull the engine out of the box and go. I was talking to TJ. They're, you know, they'll run the motors in. They'll break them in the week before. But essentially, you're going to pee pick for motors. It's a 24-hour race in Florida in March, essentially trying to recreate the Grania 500 here 
in the U.S. You hit the nail on the head on two things. One, uh, Martin's love for the Granja. He, I know, <laughs> awesome. I know him and and you, Sat Cardings, Mike Burrell were trying to do something very similar to this years ago, uh, when when the Orlando Cart Center opened up uh, before, and they actually wanted to do the same bodywork, uh, that wild, crazy, humongous, almost dirt style bodywork uh, on carts at at somewhere in the U.S. and at at Andre's track, but uh, you know the bodywork thing never caught on and. And people weren't really interested, but I think adding in the Briggs and Stratton is is a huge step because people know over the almost decade now that the Briggs and Stratton 206 has been around that uh, it it's it's a great engine package and it'll go nonstop past the 24 hours, even maybe 48 hours if you wanted it to. It's it's tremendous. Now I will say this regarding the Grania 500 bodies. I asked TJ about it. TJ Hulsma from uh, MyLaps.com, uh, obviously one of the guys that is working with Andre to put this thing together. Andre has the molds for those bodies, so you could you never know in the future we could be going to those badass cool bodies. I know they're different looking, but I love them. I think they look badass. You can get a lot of graphics on them. I'd love to see them figure out a way to have those bodies on a regular CIK cart. Obviously, you have to you have to bolt some posts on that kind of mounting posts, but I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think back before we had the rear bumper that we do now, I think it would have been a good idea, you know, because one, it covers up the tires in a way, so it kind of eliminates the uh, you know up and over type situations. I'm sure you could still do it if you really hit somebody hard enough, but um, I think you know with with the full bumpers and everything like that, I think I think we're pretty good. So uh, we'll see uh, we'll see if they happen to do that. Uh, in the, in the think, future. It could happen. You know, it's there. There's the, the opportunities there. But again, 24 hours of Orlando, March 29 to 31. We're going to get TJ on for a podcast in December to talk more about this event. I think it's going to be pretty cool. I hope it takes uh, root because this is this would be a great event to add to these awesome one-off events that we're really rocking with now uh, here in the U.S. You got the Brett Battle of the Brickyard. You've got Quincy, uh, the Quincy Grand Prix back. You got the Elkhart Grand Prix. You got Rock Island. Streets of Lancaster. There's just a lot of really cool one-off events for people that want to barnstorm. I think that's, hey, that's here, awesome. Here's a challenge. Go. Here's a challenge. Uh-oh. If somebody Go. can win the 24 hours of Orlando plus the Newcastle 125 in the same year. I was going st- to – we hadn't brought that up yet. Yeah. Put a little dough up for that, you think? Yeah, That'd be pretty cool. Maybe a, maybe a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, you, you think big, David. Don't let, don't let people say you never think big. Yeah, you, you yeah, got you got to dress the part sometimes. That's true. Okay, anyway, that's going to be a pretty solid race, I think. Uh, so, David, let's uh, kind of wrap things up a little bit here on this weekend carding. Uh, this week on e carding news as well. We have obviously had a bunch of great shows that we had on the EKN Radio Network. Um, remember, the way we're working our podcasts is we will record podcasts like this weekend carding, like the Industry Insider, like my new book at show. The first opportunity to listen to these pod, these shows will be on the ECAN Radio Network. We're gonna we we're gonna try to position them, schedule them back to back. So if you maybe miss the start, you're gonna catch the start on the other side. Uh, try to play them in the morning, trying to play them in the afternoon, so people can listen to them on their commute. That'll happen for a couple of days a week, whatever it may be, and then we'll release them as podcasts. So that will come on down the line. So I, I believe David, we already got the Alan Rudolph. I think when out as a podcast was, I think you got the Mike Rawlison uh, industry insider out on a podcast as well. Is that correct? Yep. And then uh, we'll be getting uh, the ECAN debrief 
Uh, should be uh, if you load up your uh, your Apple Podcasts or whatever, or your Podbean or or however you load your podcast, should be able to get the ECAN debrief for the uh, WK Manufacturers Cup uh, Grand Nationals. Awesome. I uh, had a fantastic conversation with a guy I've known for a long time, Matt Jaskell. A brand new show. Uh, I was talking to David about it, and I wanted to have a show where I, that wasn't just about the industry or about whatever sport. It was It was going to be kind of a conversational show where we could grab personalities, some of the cool people are, that are in the sport. We could talk a little bit about some of the politics of Cardi, but I, I want... I want more to be to talk about life and about your the sport, your experience in the sport, why you do. Bring out some origin stories on on how people got into the sport. It's it's called Book It. Uh, in conversation with myself, Rob Howden. Again, had Matt Jaskell on. Uh, it's playing right now on the EKN Radio Network. We'll keep that going through the weekend, I would expect. Talking about Matt's run through his karting career, uh, getting into cars, the Red Bull driver search where he almost had a chance to kind of get into the pipeline for Formula One. What he's been doing over the last number of years, him being on Castaways, the uh, the ABC reality TV show. I listened to it again yesterday. Actually, I listened to it for the first time yesterday after recording it, and uh, it was pretty moving. Matt got uh, pretty emotional, talked a lot about his life and his trials and tribulations, and uh, that was – I had somebody actually text me saying, wow, you know what? Uh, Matt set the bar pretty high <laughs> on that podcast. Uh, but, David, I think it's exciting. I, I was really happy to get a chance to talk to Matt, and it couldn't have gone any better. Uh, than than I'd hoped for. Yeah, he did. He did set the bar. You guys had a great conversation, yeah. and you know, he his story really shows that uh, making your way into the motorsports world is not an easy task. That's for sure. Uh, next week, uh, again, I, I talked about the fact that we're going to have next week on the Ecan Radio Network being Operation Grassroots focused. So we'll be playing. Uh, we'll talk to our uh, our Operation Grassroots interview that we did with Greg Jasperson about the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals, which David now be racing in next year. I love it. Um, I'm going to sit down and talk to Keith Freiber on Friday. We'll have that playing all next week. I'm going to see if I can't get a hold of Chris Rossi from the KPX Championship out in California. Just want to make sure that we're kicking out some Operation Grassroots content for you. Uh, next weekend. I know those of you, many of you be focused on the Super Nationals, but those of you who are, are club racers and, and want to hear more about 206 racing, we'll have a lot of that on the ECAN radio next week. But David, first and foremost, when it comes to essentially, I hit the ground Sunday night in Vegas. You get there Tuesday. Wednesday to Super Sunday, we are rocking EKN Live Super Nationals coverage. Man, start, you know, start of the day to the end of the day. We just go, go, go. Um, I can't wait based on the previews that you're, you're kicking out, the predictions that we're making. Uh, Super Nats on EKN Live brought to you by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy and other partners that we'll talk about later. Um, man, I'm excited. Super excited to get to, to Vegas. Well, so far in the previews, we have Micro, we have Mini, K100 Junior, Master Shifter, uh, X30 Master, and today, Thursday, is X30 Junior. Uh, those are going to, those are already published. And then we have K 100 senior coming. We have X 30 senior coming pro shifter. And of course, KZ on Monday, <laughs> the really hard ones to pick, right? Like, Oh, how do you pick X 30 senior? That's going to be crazy to figure out who's going to be up front. I'm going to print out the list and have my kids pick five names. <laughs> you should do that. You should. It's trust me, folks. When, when I'm sure I can speak for David, when you're sitting down and, and looking at predictions, First and foremost, you know you're going to be wrong because you can pick guys, but you just don't know who's going to hit their stride. You know, David, you've been, I don't know, what is this, your 13th or 14th Supernatural, something like that? 14th. Um, 14th. You, we, how many times do we go there 
and there's a guy that you just wouldn't have picked who all of a sudden just hits it, hits the marks, gets comfortable, and he's in top 10, top five, or a guy that you knew, man, this guy is going to be there, and they're you know, in one of the big fields, they're like they're qualifying 35th. It's just so situational. It relies on momentum and confidence. You have a wreck early in the in practice, it gets in your head. It's such a tough, tough race to try for us to try to predict who's going to be up front. I think. Did you agree? I totally agree. It's uh, <laughs> every every class is is tough to predict. Uh, X thirty being the hardest probably out of all of them. I think so. Uh, but I agree. you know, again, like you said. And to coin the phrase that Chris Wheeler came up with, Situation Saturday, it's huge. Yeah. It's, and especially in X30 in these classes that have more than uh, the 44 allowed, uh, it's very key to make sure you get the, that final heat race uh, in and to be able to qualify right through to the main event without having to go to the LCQ. Well, and that's it. Situation Saturday. Again, Chris Wheeler from Bell Racing USA is the one that kind of came up with that when when Chris was up and he occasionally joins me uh, on in the broadcast center, uh, the, two, uh, the Cooper Tire Broadcast Center, to, to call Situation Saturday. But that's the third heat race and the last chance qualifiers. And I think that says it, right, Dave? You have to have been perfect. You've had to qualify well. You qualify 60th, you're in trouble. Um, in the first two heat races, it's all about being smart. But again, everything changes. The, the, the storyline really is set in that third heat race. What have you done? Have you been able to k- maintain your pace, your performances, or do you have trouble? Again, that's what it all comes down to. Now, folks, Trackside Live beginning on Monday. I'll be there Monday morning. Uh, Dave is going to keep working on the previews back home. He flies in on Tuesday. I'll have paddock notes on the track build. Uh, I'll give you some shots of the track itself. Uh, Thursday, of course, we start our live coverage with qualifying, the morning and afternoon qualifying sessions. We continue from there all the way through to Super Sunday. And, of course, all of that coming courtesy of the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy, our title sponsor this year, at ecartingnews.com slash live. David, we'll make sure we push out the event page as well that you have set up on eCarding News. That's really if people are following online, they can, they can watch on the, you know, EKN Live, of course, but the event page is where you can go. If you bookmark the event page, you can go there. All of our previews, all of our stories, all the links you need on the EKN event page for the Supernets, right? All right there, ready to go. Well, my friend, I'm going to let you get back to work. We actually were able to cap this one into a one-hour show. Uh, David's got a ton to do. I've got a lot to do still. Uh, again, Thursday, November the 8th, episode number two of This Week in Karting. We hope we brought you up to speed on what's been going on here in the EKN News Desk over the last 10 days. Uh, you're not going to see one next week because, obviously, Supernats, no. Week after, David and I are going to work uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and take probably about five days off. Uh, we'll give you one after that as we get into December. Dave, thanks for joining me, buddy. I appreciate it. Get back to work, my friend. Supernats, ladies and gentlemen, up next week here on EKN. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.